Welcome back to chapter two in our WAP podcast here. Uh, this time we're going to be looking at those first civilizations that arrived um, in that second chapter of Strayer. So uh, starting off here, you got that nice little intro section uh, that gives us some background. Uh, I personally didn't really pick anything major out of there. The only thing uh, that's really important that I see there is that you are uh, noticing that all these civilizations come up around the world around the same time and they're all independent of each other for the most part. Um, now, getting into our first section, we're looking at the emergence of those civilizations. And so uh, we're going to be, you're going to see a lot of civilizations here. I have uh, seven down, seven down in my notes. Um, I would mark down each of these civilizations that you go through and then one or two facts that go with them. Uh, a few of these, like uh, Mesopotamia and the Nile River uh, with Egypt, uh, you're going to see in more detail later on in this chapter. Uh, but you should have something on uh, Mesopotamia. They came around at 3500 BCE, uh, and they make the first written language, and they're focused around cities around the Tigris and Euphrates. Um, the Nile River, that's in Egypt, uh, and also Nubia is, is south of uh, the Egyptian kingdoms, and they're around the same time, 3500 BCE, and that's where you have pharaohs ruling it. Um, they create the pyramids and stuff like that. You'll see more like more of that stuff um, later on uh, in this chapter. Uh, you got Norte Chico, that's in Peru, so now we're in uh, South America, and they have small cities, but they're not based around farming. This is the unique thing about them, and one thing to really remember, you probably won't really see them at any time, but if they do come up, it's going to be about how, they, how they're different from everyone else and that they don't have farming, uh, they, they focus on fishing, and they don't really have pot pottery, and they're the ones that start using a, a recording system known as the kipu, which are these knotted strings. We're going to see those come up again. Uh, when we go through other civilizations like the Chavin and the uh, Incans later on here. Um, uh, the Indus Valley, that's in India, or what is today Pakistan on the Indus River. Uh, they were larger than all the other ones. These cities were well planned. They're well organized. Um, they mysteriously disappeared. Uh, we don't know exactly why. Uh, there are some hints that we know today, but they don't go into them in the textbook. Um, but most likely, uh, their suggestion that they give is um, environmental issues. Um, as well, there's uh, a couple other things to point out there that they, uh, they think most people were equal there is another thing that you should have probably pointed out there. Uh, and then we got China with the Huanghe River, and that's around 2200 BCE. And uh, it begins China's history of a central state. Uh, and you have three dynasties that come around there, the Jia, the Shang, and the Zhao. The Jia are, are unknown whether they truly existed, but there's more and more evidence as more and more research is done that they did exist. Um, but uh, it's still kind of up in the air. Uh, big thing, though, is that there's going to be this term known as the Son of Heaven. This is going to come up again and again throughout history when we get into China. So uh, make sure you have that one down, as well as the idea of the mandate of heaven that goes with that, saying that the heavens uh, allow this family to rule, and that ruler is then known as the Son of Heaven. Um, if you lose this mandate of heaven, you're no longer the son of heaven, and therefore you can be deposed as a dynasty. Um, and then you have the Oxus and Amu uh, on the Daria River. Uh, this is in Central Asia and northern Afghanistan or so today, uh, and that's 2200 BCE. Uh, and they had these large walled cities, which would tell you that probably warfare is, is going on in those areas. Um, as well as uh, the unique thing here is they don't create a writing system. So Whereas the Norte Chicos were unique in that they had a recording system that was based on knotted strings. These guys don't even create a writing system, which is a surprise. Um, 
and their major focus is on exchange of trade. So this long distance trade, this is before the Silk Road even comes about, but uh, you got some distant or long distance trade going in. And then the last of these major civilizations here that you should have pointed out or uh, took down uh, are the Olmecs. Uh, and they have the first written language in the Americas. And uh, they built some pyramids very similar to um, the Egyptians, except theirs were step pyramids. And um, they have the ball game. They set up the ball game. They have sacrifices of humans as well as animals. And uh, they will continue throughout most of uh, a good chunk of the time. Um, or, or these, these, their ideas, the ball game, the, the sacrifices, uh, those things. So um, they kind of set up the base culture for what we think of as Mesoamerica, the Aztecs, the Mayans, all those guys. These guys kind of are the base there. So those are all those seven civilizations that you should know. Um, then it goes into questions of origin, uh, which uh, in there you should be kind of pointing out that uh, the only thing that allows these things to happen is that you have agriculture's agriculture so you have that huge surplus of food and um, most likely these governments and these organizations and large groups of people came together to do large kind of public works projects like irrigation uh, systems or building walls or, or whatever else um, and so you had a government there that could organize the people that way uh, sometimes it's think of thought that religion did that or religion led to the government but one of those things happened. Uh, you have these people organizing to create these huge public works. Uh, and then the last section there on urban revolution uh, goes into some of the major cities, uh, showing off how big they were. So you have like Uruk, uh, which uh, is about 50,000 people, and that's about half of what Cedar Rapids is, and that's a huge city back in the day. Um, they had 20-foot high walls, they had a ziggurat, and they had lots of specialized jobs in there, which we'd see in all the cities. Uh, Mahanjadar is the biggest in the Indus Valley, and they had about 40,000 people. Uh, the big thing for them is they had an, uh, a sewer system. Uh, it was open face, so it would run through the streets, but they had a sewer system with running water throughout the city. Uh, you have Teotihuacan, which comes later. This is uh, much later in the time here, but it's one of the first major, major cities in the Americas, uh, which has over 200,000 people. Um, and these cities were all kind of the political capitals for these uh, kingdoms and empires or civilizations that will rise up out of this. Uh, but it's much different than what life was like previously because you used to know kind of everyone that was in your tribe and clan and whatnot. And now, well, that's not really the case. You're not going to know 50,000 people. So uh, that's kind of where we'll leave off there. The next section we'll go into uh, that erosion of equality that happens with this.